This is gonna be not as lighthearted as the last oh, one. Oh no, I yeah, just this realized is... that. I'm just like, no, yeah, I realized it as soon as you mentioned it. I was like, well, this is cutting really close to home and yeah. gonna get really emotional, but that's yeah. good because we're going for conversational and realistic and let's conquer dark things. <laughs> let's conquer dark things. Hard things. Oh, she said dark things. I was like, okay. <laughs> Welcome to Cultivating Goodness, the podcast where we refuse to settle for who we are, but push ourselves and lovingly encourage those around us to become the best we can be. I'm your host, Tristan Sinclair, and in this episode, I'm joined by one of my best friends, Abby Arnold. I've known Abby since the seventh grade, so for almost 10 years, I've had the privilege of walking through many seasons with her. Joy, sorrow, tears, anger, bitterness, we've seen a lot together. And one season in particular that we paralleled very closely was our freshman year of college when two of the best guy friends we could ever ask for cut off our relationships with them. Neither relationship was officially a dating relationship, but both were more than just friends. So losing the friendship felt by all lessons like a breakup. And Abby and I afterward had to walk through the dense and foggy wood of recovery. So from our personal experience, let's have a candid conversation about breakups. In my sense, like, we were best friends from the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. hardcore best friends yeah. to a great fault. You know, just the fact that that was that person that I wanted to lean into all the time to a point where I wouldn't want to lean into anyone else, including Christ. That that was a big problem. So God taking that away had to happen for me. It, like, it just, there was no question about it. There was no getting around it. It just had to happen. If it didn't, then, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today. I would, like, I thought about that a few weeks ago. I'm like, wow, what if it had worked? What if, you know, we had followed through and dated when we said we were going to date and, you know, all the things. And I'm like, well, I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't be who God wants me to be. Like, I would be on a completely different path, a completely different journey. I know I wouldn't be following Christ. Despite the fact that we you know, both wanted to pursue Christ. We both wanted that, but we didn't know how to act in it. We were very young and immature. So God taking all of that away really shifted my whole perspective for one thing about who God was over time. Like he really was like, you need to stop looking at these worldly aspects. Not that going to a relationship is a worldly aspect, Mm -hmm. but it's so easy to look at that just what only that and not what God has for you. And what God desires for you. His plan is so much greater. Mm. And when he takes you away from that thing that you think you really, really need and you really, really want, and shifts you to what he wants for you, what he has for you, it's this whole beautiful journey of getting to Christ. But it's so hard in mm-hmm. the process. Just because yeah. you're trusting God doesn't necessarily mean things will be easy. Oh no, that is not at all what that means. <laughs> when you when you trust in God, it's suffering is guaranteed, and that's that's what's going to happen. I guess from to flip side that on my perspective of the story, the overwhelming amount of God's love is incomprehensible. Like if, if we were to comprehend that, I, I am I I am a hundred percent convinced that we would just explode because it's just the reality of that is so big. But in the in the microscopic essence of that this person that i was in a relationship with made god's love a reality to me at that time in my life i was more so really struggling with this overwhelming reality of my depravity and how innately fallen and broken i am and so having that of 
if this person could love me, how much more does God love me? And so my relationship differed in the sense that this person was drawing me closer to Christ, was constantly pointing me back to Christ is one of the things that I really admired about them. And so when it just ended, for whatever reason, I was even more confused because the automatic answer I wanted to go to was that it was a toxic relationship. It was an idol and God took it away because I needed to focus on my relationship with God. But it wasn't distracting me from God. Like God was made more real to me because of this relationship. I grew closer to God because of this relationship. And so the fact that it's gone now doesn't make any sense to me as to if it was drawing my heart closer to God, wouldn't God want that to stay in my life? Tim Keller in one of his podcasts says that every Christian will come to a point in their life where you have to take the truths that you know about God and you have to decide whether or not you really believe them. And so when this person was taken from my life, I had to sit down and I came to a point where I was like, do I believe this? Do I believe that God is good? Do I believe that God loves me? Do I believe that God is in control? And so I, I tell people that when I, when I went through this breakup, that atheism was not an option. So <laughs> I, since that was not an option, the only choice I had was to hold solely onto God and to trust God and be like, okay, this hurts. And I, I am dying every day because of this, because I don't understand why this doesn't make any sense to me. But I know that God is good. And I know that God loves me. Therefore, I know that God would not allow this to happen if it were not for my good and ultimately for his glory. Mm -hmm. And so it brought me to a place where even though my relationship with Christ was very much thriving and was very good beforehand, there's something about going through suffering and going through heartbreak and going through something where you have no control that you feel closer to Christ. Because ultimately mm -hmm. nobody, you will never know like the darkness that I went through with that. I will never th know the darkness that you went through that. But God was there yeah. and God saw that. And not and, just saw it, but yeah, felt, felt it, it. himself. And there's something so precious and so intimate about that that like we can share and sympathize and empathize with each other about going through this and we can talk about it and we can encourage each other, iron sharpens iron to grow closer to God mm -hmm. through this. But God is the only one who will experience that with us. Yeah. And there's something so beautiful about that. Yeah, for sure. And I find it so interesting, like how you're reminding yourself constantly that God is good and about all those promises. Meanwhile, for me, when it ended for me, I remember that was like a very foundational point in my walk with Christ. Mm -hmm. of like, where am I mm -hmm. spiritually? Because going into a whole different new season of my life where it was a good season. It was a lot of, a lot of skepticism involved. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember in the early stages of college being very skeptic about all the chapel messages and mm -hmm. everything I'm hearing and not knowing what to believe and what not to believe. And I had been saved for many years, but it was just a matter of building on that salvation, mm -hmm. building on that reassurance in Christ and who he needs me to be. And during that period is when my best friend had left. By this point, we had already decided we weren't going to date. But like just having that best friend being taken away and just not knowing what the next step was, not knowing where to go, what to do, how to move on and yet be okay mm -hmm. on top of building that relationship with Christ. And God has really blessed me in answering the why. And I realized that the beginning of that relationship was a very crucial turning point in my relationship with Christ. And the end of that was an even bigger turning point in my relationship with Christ, both towards a great, greater, greater Ultimate goal. Yes, greater goal. Bigger and picture. Goal. Yes. End goal, yeah. Yeah. 
Sure. And I think ultimately that's something that I've learned is going through anything, whether it be a heartbreak, pain, suffering, trial, and tribulation of any form. One of the primary ways to, to recover that, to get through that, is focusing on that end goal of keeping that bigger picture in mind. And, mm -hmm. and that's what's been huge for me is being like, this hurts like crazy. I, I'm in so much pain. I'm in so much confusion. There's so many emotions that are welling up inside me. Nothing makes sense. And so what's been the lifeline for me, first of all, resting in the truths of who God is and reminding yourself of that and meditating on that and listening to songs that remind you of that, but also keeping the end goal of mind of, as you were just saying, that it really proves to the point of the truth that I've been learning is that God does not allow anything to happen if it is not ultimately for your good. And so keeping that in mind of God is using this to grow you and shape you. They say that character is like a photograph. It develops in darkness. And when a tree goes through storms, it takes deeper roots. And so there's there's all these I love analogies. There's so many analogies. Flowers have to go through dirt in order and, and you know, plants need rain. All these analogies. Pain develops you and grows you so that you 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 develop a maturity. It's so easy to get tied up and overwhelmed with your current situation and all the confusion and all the pain and all the emotions and how nothing makes sense. But getting your eyes out of that and focusing on the long goal and being like, okay, this doesn't make sense now, but this, what is an entire hurricane going on inside of my head is a raindrop inside of God's palm. And while I cannot see anything outside of my very, very not peripheral vision. I'm so honed in and so focused on the pain of my heart. God sees the huge picture, not only in my life, but in the lives of others in history and legacy in the history of the world. And he sees how me going through this is eventually going to allow me to export and speak into another person's life. Who's going to speak into another person's life. Who's going to speak. And it, it's a ripple effect and how you going through this is developing that character. Yeah. And it's, it's drawing your heart closer to God, which is therefore going to allow you to be able to better point others back to him, which is going to benefit others lives. And then who knows, like one of those people's down the line and that ripple effect and that domino effect can be somebody who can end up having major influence. And so it, it's, it's you going through this and focusing on the end goal of how, okay, this doesn't make sense, but ultimately I'm going to become a better person because of this. My character is going to develop more. My maturity is going to be better there. I'm going to have better perspective because it really gets you out of yourself and being like, okay, this isn't all just about me. You are not given another day in this life because you need it. You were given another day because somebody else needs you. And going through trials and going through pain and having your character developed is going to allow you to better reach other people. Yeah, and like, you, you become so self-absorbed in this mm -hmm. person. And even if it's not necessarily an idol, it's still like, this is my person, and you talk to this person mm -hmm. about this, this, and this, and then do this and that, yeah. and you know all the things, and you forget about the people around you. Now, mm -hmm. sometimes you could you could have a fair balance of the person <laughs> and the people around you, but ultimately- It's hard because you wanna go to what's what yeah, you like and what's what, what What's invested in you and what you want to be invested in. But when God strips away that said person, then you have to relearn how to connect with the people around you. Because oh, yes. God blesses us with so many people around mm -hmm. us. It's just a matter of teaching ourselves how to get out of our own self and be back in union with his people, his mm -hmm. family that he's given us, witnessing to them, them to us, going back and forth. Iron, not sharp just, and siren. Yeah, not just one on one person, but multiple people go between each person and, you know, all things. But, like, <laughs> you're so 
so much more than just that one person. And yes, God blesses us with these individual relationships to help grow us, help break us down through the bad, through the good, whatever the situation is. But he uses that to teach us some greater things about him and about, you know, moral concepts that we... Con Concepts. Con concepts. I was trying to say concepts and not can concepts. <laughs> Moral <laughs> concepts that we can apply to our lives and use the rest of our lives and even help others learn them. Mm -hmm. And so I think like a big part of the recovery isn't just looking at like, okay, well, that was a waste of time. Oh, no, absolutely not. That's not, not a waste of time. No. Everything has a purpose. For sure. Everything and has a purpose. Like in my case, I feel like, you know, in the end it was really rough. But we both walked away feeling like we've learned a lot. Feeling like we've been able to better understand ourselves and our sinful mm. natures and... Oh man. <laughs> yeah. I came face to face with the depravity of my soul and I was like, Dear Father, don't show me anymore because I think I would break. Like if, if I fully grasped the mm -hmm. weight of my depravity that put Jesus on the cross, it would break me. But in that, the more aware you are of your depravity and your sinful nature and the pitch black and darkness of your soul and how you are not a good person at the core, you are a sinful person who put Jesus on the cross, the brighter God's glory can shine. Yes. yes. And so it's, it's seeing that and the overwhelming and then Another thing that was like the emotions being so welled up in me, like I just feel like it's bursting. It's like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe I'm able to contain so much emotion and so much confusion and so much fog. But God is more powerful than that. Mm -hmm. And that brought in a whole nother sense of reality. So then the God is good, God is love, God is powerful, God is in control kind of thing. And so all of this, ultimately flipping it around, is meant to show us truths of God's reality and of his being and of his character and his goodness. And so when you come across those, when God reveals those to you, you cannot let them go. you got to grab hold of them and you got to enhance them and you got to meditate on them because that's, that's the whole reason this is happening. And of course, we never know all the details and we never know completely why, but there is little comfort here and there of yeah. this is a reason that this could be happening. Yeah, and a big part of that is just being able to look back at where you were and see mm. where you are and then be like wow <sighs> something actually worked <laughs> journal oh, journal. Yes. because yes. that's been a huge thing because it's it's like okay this is happening to, me, to grow me so that i become closer to god's heart but my whole thing with this is like i don't feel like i'm growing i'm in this cycle of depression and joy and depression and joy and depression and this emotional roller coaster that was absolutely exhausting but I didn't feel like I was growing looking back at those entries now I'm able to see that that's not where my mindset is anymore I've grown and I've I've, I've moved on from that and I have developed a, a better spine I've developed more character I've developed a maturity from that and that's comforting for me but if I hadn't have been journaling I wouldn't be able to see that so journal journal, Please, journal. yeah yeah I don't I don't journal that much but the few entries I have I can look back and be like what was I thinking <laughs> where, like what kind of mindset was i in at this point and then seeing where i am now i'm like huh the fact i could laugh at this and ridicule it meaning there's got to be some progress some or a lot <laughs> and that's yeah. so encouraging like especially when you get into that depression c.s lewis says that day by day nothing changes but when you look back everything's different and so with journaling that like that's how i see that and yeah. so in order to look back in order to reflect you need to have some sort of documentation so you can actually look back and see 
like what's going on there. So take, yeah. and, and also the, the physical act of writing, it slows down your thought. Cause a huge thing for me, like when thoughts started coming in and, and things started popping up and I was being reminded of certain things and I saw certain, certain things and interacted with certain people at certain times that the demons would get up and start running around my head. And I, it was just this constant, like there's so many demons in my head right now, I can't focus. But then when I started writing, it was like, okay, well, there's one demon, mm -hmm. there's one demon. Okay. Oh, okay. There's actually not that yeah. many. And oh, they're less blurry now. And, and I, and I can kind of mm -hmm. see the, the, the physical act of writing slows down your thoughts so that you're not constantly like yeah. flipping over yourself. Yeah. There's and so that's many why, benefits. That's why like, it's encouraging to talk to people about mm -hmm. what you're going through. Oh yes. It's a whole other level when you like slow down, write it out. And sometimes even writing it as a prayer, like mm -hmm. God, take away this, Read through Psalms. work through this. Oh, pray Psalms, pray Psalms back to Christ. It's so so encouraging that's a topic for another time psalms wasn't even like a book I'm, i mean like it was a book in the bible obviously but like it wasn't a book that like i went to and i read through but then going through a breakup and looking back in psalms like i was like oh my goodness the words that david is using to describe these things that he's going through those are the words in my journal entries like if, if you want to know part of what my journal entries are read psalms because david is crying out in misery and anguish and pain of different topics of course but the same it's exactly what my journal entries are and so going back and reading psalms psalms has become one of my favorite books because it's like okay look at this man of god who is also struggling but the whole thing is that he was struggling and he was he was talking to god like like we're talking god god wants to be your best friend god wants to be in a relationship with you talk to God with that. And David was doing that. He was talking to God with what he was going through, what he was feeling. He angry at God. He was talking to God about how he was angry at God. David is taking those and he's turning back around and praising God. And so Psalms has become one of my favorite books because mm -hmm. it's just like, it's so relatable all of a sudden, yeah. which is another benefit of the breakup is that Psalms has been more real to me and I am able to benefit more from God's word because I can relate to scripture more than I could before. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing. It's like God doesn't just want to hear all the good things. He doesn't yeah. like necessarily. He does really want us to praise Him. Yes. But like also, He wants, even though He knows what's going on in our hearts, He wants us to give that to Him. Talk to Him about like, it. Like, like really pour out that anger and be like, God, I am feeling this and that, and this is going on, and I feel this because of this, and like He wants all of that, and He wants to take all of that and love on us regardless of what we're feeling mm -hmm. which is so encouraging especially like in a breakup when you you feel trapped and alone mm -hmm. and that you feel like like everything is being stripped away but god's like i'm still here i'm still standing here right by you i've been here the Oh, time. goodness. Yes. That's a reality that has been so impressed upon me. These things in my life are being taken away. And but through all of this, through all of the seasons I've been through, through my entire life, God has always been there. He's mm -hmm. like, he's the one thing that hasn't changed. This mm -hmm. constancy of his has been proven to be a reality. And so even though with the breakup feeling that like you're being torn apart, having that reality sink in of like, though you feel like you've lost this, God is still there. God has always been there and he is closer to you than any human being will ever be. Thank you for listening to this episode of Cultivating Goodness. If you have any questions about this topic or think of another one you would like me to cover with a friend, let me know via the contact form linked in the show notes below. For more resources, visit tristansinclair.com. That's tristansinclair.com. Happy cultivating! Happy cultivating!